0: Welcome to Season 2 of I Fucking Love This Record, a music podcast hosted by me, The Derek Care For Season 2, my guest hosts chose the record, and I'll be honest, sometimes I do not fucking love it. However, I did fucking love talking to each and every one of them about their choice. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Seeking a thousand answers, we will be discussing Against the Grain, the fifth album and seventh release overall by Bad Religion. It was produced by the band and released on Epitaph Records on November 23rd, 1990. This was the last album recorded with drummer Pete Feinstone, who left in 1991. Despite no promotional push on radio or television, Against the Grain sold over 100,000 copies. On the other mic today is a man who keeps a candle in his pocket, my bastard son in stand-up comedy, Herbert Psihodne. Welcome back to the show, Herbert.
1: Hey, Derek. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really happy to to be doing this again in these troubled times.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also trying to take advantage of, uh, I've gotten a lot of, for season three underway because, we, you know, nobody can leave their houses. So, uh, no but we're excuses. still finishing up. Uh, yeah, no excuses. So now we're still finishing up uh, season two over here. Now, uh, previously you and I talked about uh, Queens of the Stone Age. We did, uh songs for the deaf and i know a lot of people because that wasn't on my original list of albums for some reason and you and i came to that conclusion and i had about five people send me emails complaining because they're like i don't know that i I don't know we could have done that album so you caught one of the ones that people really love uh, really wanted to talk about uh and then we came up with uh, this one as a second one so this is your choice uh and tell me how did against the grain enter your life Herbert?
1: Uh, yeah, well, pretty much like Bad Religion in terms of my life, like I will say, like late '90s. I mean, uh, I'm I'm born in 1988, so these guys were already on their fourth album <laughs> when the time <laughs> that I was born. So it took me like around 10 more years to to get to know Bad Religion, and it was because of a video game, uh, Tony Hopper Skater in PlayStation. And in that particular uh, game, there was a different song from Bad Religion. But when I heard that song, it was You from No Control, so the previous album. And, and then I just started to dig more into, into Bad Religion. And, and, and yeah, Mother Man and Anesthesia it just came to my radar and just blew my mind. So that was pretty much the way that, that I get to know against the grain and Bad Religion in general.
0: And are you a fan of the band or just this particular album or...
1: I would say I would say that pretty much I'm into Bad Religion. I'm more into the punk rock side of music. So like talking about Queens of Estonia, she was like a, a you know like a sidewalk for me. But mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable talking about Bad Religion and every single band that is around Epithet Records is like quite massive for me as well because they have signed a lot of my favorite bands. So so yeah, this is this album in particular is not my favorite one from Bad Religion, but I truly enjoy listening to it.
0: Okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, which is your favorite from Bad Religion?
1: No control. <laughs> no control. Okay. Uh,
0: so this is my favorite one. Uh, and this is the first one that I heard by them. And I heard this a couple of years later. Uh, so I was working uh, as a telephone solicitor. I was a guy that called you up during dinner to try to get you to give money to police <laughs> organizations or whatever. It was a, a, a job that I had. Uh, for the last part of high school and uh, and a couple of years in university uh, because I have a good phone voice. And so I did okay at that job as much as I hated it. And I had long hair and obviously nobody could see that over the phone. So it was uh, a job I ended up with just out of uh, necessity. And at that point, so this would have been my second year, I think, first or second year of college. I was working part-time and one of the guys that I worked with was in a, in a local band called, I believe, Pull. And they okay. were signed to an independent record label uh, that was in the Tampa Bay area. And at this point, the kind of quote unquote alternative revolution was happening. So this is when people were listening to Nirvana and Pearl Jam and, and a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. The like uh, Seattle... And- way
0: yeah yeah so the seattle thing was going on the grunge thing was going on and so now this guy was in a truly alternative band and he hated that people referred to pearl jam as alternative he's like pearl <laughs> jam is fucking leonard Skinnerd, man and so i was like okay you know and i liked pearl jam i did not i wasn't really willing to die on that battle whether they were alternative or not but uh, you know so he liked some nirvana but he didn't like a lot of a lot of the other stuff and everything that was at Lollapalooza. It was like, ah, those guys are all posers, you know. So he made a tape for me of like truly like a lot of punk stuff and alternative stuff. So there was a band like this punk band called um, Scattered Few, which was kind of cool, which I don't think anybody's really ever heard of. I don't think they they were very big, but I actually found oh, I that one it. on CD uh, a little bit <laughs> later. So there was some cool stuff, and then but also had like Primus. Nice. Uh, and, a, and a few other things. And so this would, I think this was in 1991 and there were two bad religion songs on this tape and both from this album. And I liked both of them and I'll talk about those when we get to them. So, uh, this is when I had, to, it took me a, like a year to track it down, uh, for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's cause I wasn't sure, and this was pre-internet days. So I wasn't sure what the name of the album was. I knew what the songs were, but I didn't know the album. And so it took me a while to find that, and then they finally picked it up. So uh, I believe the guy's name was Steve Klysaf or something like that. I found that he's still playing drums professionally. and so I thought that was kind of cool. So I may tweet at him or something when this album when, <laughs> when this episode goes Here's live. You. Know.
1: Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah,
0: see if he see if he I doubt he remembers me. It was a million years ago, but uh, that was kind of cool. So that's how this uh, came into my life. And, and bad religion is one that I really stuck with for a while. I think it was up until the gray race that I was still going and getting the stuff when it came out. Because um, I think the album that came after this one was decent, but was it um, uh, Recipe for Hate, I think, was one that I I remember really getting into. Because I want to say that I I got this, and then Recipe for Hate came out really shortly thereafter. So I I think I kind of skipped an album. What is it in the middle? No Control, I think.
1: No, no, Generator Uh, was just after Against the Grain.
0: That's right, thank you, generator. so uh, I don't remember much about that one because I think it was just one of those. I had this, and then the new album came out, and I sort of missed that one in the middle.
1: okay. It's really easy to get loose track of, of, with bad religion. These guys are like a machine producing records, like every second year they, there is a new record out there, you know so
0: <laughs> it's yeah quite yeah crazy. And it's been fun because I've been listening to this on Spotify and. You know, when you finish an album on Spotify, for me, it'll just go into like playlist mode. And so it'll throw a couple other Bad Religion songs from different albums, plus just anything that's kind of in that genre. So I got to listen to some uh, Dead Kennedys today and a few other things as always done listening to this and making some notes, I just let it keep playing. And then a couple of, uh, of newer Bad Religion tracks. And yeah, they definitely have their formula. So um, to go into the track by track analysis, one of the things that normally we normally, we do a pretty good job on the show of, of digging a little bit into the songs. Uh, there are 17 tracks on this album. we're not going to be able we're not going to go into like great long-winded depths of each one of these songs because there's just so many of them and i would like to just say like right at the top they have a a template for this album and with the exception of two or three songs the drums let's see let's see at least the outline of the drums are almost exactly the same on every single song Uh, and it starts with you know a little bit of like a, a burst of of music and then it goes into uh, a, a verse, and then maybe there's a chorus. Uh, one of the things I was impressed that I realized that how many of these songs have some type of a solo, because I know a lot of times punk kind of eschewed the solo, uh, and these songs are pretty short, so they're not these long-winded heavy metal, a minute and a half long guitar solos. Sometimes the guitar so- solo is maybe 20, 30 seconds, but it's there, and I think that's pretty cool. So we're going to just, whatever you find interesting about the song, feel free to chime in about that, and then we'll just move right on to the next one. So we're going to go right here, up at the top, track-by-track analysis, number one, modern man. Herbert, what you got for me?
1: Oh, well, it's it's one of the all-time classics from Bad Religion. It's uh, almost in every single live set that Bad Religion has. I love the fact and the way that it started, like, uh, this is a song with attitude, and then it throws this, like, really nice, sharp, like, guitar intro, and and it's just... uh, it's just an iconic song. You listen twice, three times, and you completely remember the chorus for the rest of your life. That's, that's pretty <laughs> much a modern, man. I mean, it's still a modern song.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because that's my favorite part just at that very beginning. And it's hard to tell exactly what he says, but It's because I always got like this one with attitude. And then you can hear them plug the guitar into the amp, and then it just yeah. goes, just boom, and just rips it right off. And it's like, all right. And what I noticed about this right from the beginning. So this is like this really kind of standard uh, punk drumming for the, the skeleton of it. But what I love, this guy does great fills like the drumming on this record is underrated. I think, well, maybe it's properly rated. I have no idea what people say about it, but uh, and like, even in this one, like, it's like, you know, just like the, the, the snare and, you know, just like the, the, the four, four quick beat, throughout the whole thing is the yeah. same it feels like in every song except each song he he does these little different fills and the way that the toms are miked up just makes that part like because the snare just sounds like any snare that you're going to hear on any punk album
1: yeah, but the it, toms
0: have a real brightness to it
1: yeah it's just it's just simply awesome like i mean this this album totally paved the way for what it would be the skate punk wave that it will come afterwards uh, yeah like really simple drumming but with really rich, punchy feels every now and then. So so just to keep you with the pace and you just want to listen more and you want faster, faster, faster. But then you get like this slow down at some moment and kicks him back again with the speed. It's it just it's just awesome formula, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I just I loved and that was one of the things I even noticed back then and I don't often notice the drums uh beyond let's say like like a big moment or something or you know you're talking like the Mm -hmm. intro or or whatever but i just this is one even from the very beginning i remember noticing the drums on this record and just how they were mic'd and how they're played and how like if you look past the the structure he finds a lot of empty spaces uh in order to have a little bit of individuality on every song and it's really impressive
1: yeah it is it's
0: So that takes us to track two, Turn On The Light. Uh, And this one is really word dense. And that's one of the things that you and I talked about when we decided on doing this record is, you know, he's preaching. He is preaching at you. (laughs) Uh, And they go through and they're they're fairly typical punk rock things that they're talking about, you know. So inequality, uh, capitalism, religion. And it's amazing how... And we're going to hit on this, I think, a few times. How prescient, or how even relevant today, a yeah. lot of these songs are. You know, you could you could just change a little bit of the production and release this album as it is right now, and I don't think it would lose any of its punch. Would lose any of you know some of the things they were kind of joking about back in 1990. People are still fucking doing so. Uh, and you know, this is he's a smart guy, the singer of this band whose name just flew out of my head uh help out. thank you uh so he's got a he's got a phd i know he he actually does teach at a, at a university in in california at least part-time and the, i think the one thing that's a little bit different about this there's a bass solo in this one it's not very it long, is. But a nice little nice little bass solo. Awesome. <laughs> yeah uh what do you think about this one herbert
1: uh, yeah, like I, I just have here in my notes that, and that I really like, like uh, how is the transition from Modern Man to this song because Modern Man just ends up on this really high, like fast note, and then the intro of this particular song is like breaking. So it's just like you take a little breath and then go again into the speed. And it, yeah, indeed, like the bass solo is like really nice. I, I, I never see it coming the person that I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just I just heard many different songs from Bad Religion and it was like predominantly it was like guitar solo even if it was small but the bass solo in Bad Religion is not common I will say so yeah I guess that this is the highlight uh, the song in terms of lyrics is a bit uh, for a non-native speaker is a bit hard to follow
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to follow <laughs> because... for a native speaker that's why
1: like I just said word dense you know <laughs> like, I'm not going to try to figure that shit out yeah exactly so so i i know that there is like some logic behind all the lyrics in this song but for me particularly, particular it's like quite hard to get the main message that that guriewicz that is the, that the songwriter this in the song the guitar player wants to wants to share with the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's move on to track three get off what do you think about this one
1: uh, yeah, this is, this is a really good example of how melodic uh, Greg Graffin can be singing. Uh, you have like, these really wordy uh, lines, but he still managed to do it in a really nice way. And his delivery when singing is, is just really enjoyable in this song, to be honest. And, and I really like the fact that he's playing with these, like, let's say, scientific terms like rectilinear or angular momentum but still is so clear unlike the previous song so so yeah get off is is a really good song yeah, i really enjoyed the whole metaphors and the melody and how his professor profile is being shown in a punk rock <laughs> song <laughs>
0: uh, he does have relatively deadpan vocals with a few exceptions so he he definitely has that kind of punk rock voice you know you couldn't put him in front of Like a a melodic metal band or something, you know. Uh, But it works. It works for what he's doing, and and there are times when he really does have like a secretly uh, good melody. And this is one of those. And what I love is little the lines in here, like green screen mentality. You know, in nineteen ninety, you know, and now (laughs) I mean green screen. I mean, it's you 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 keep seeing all these people who are, are locked at home and are having to call in at work and green screening themselves so now you know, everybody else is at you know in their kitchen and this guy's on Mars or something just because he can do it yeah. uh, you know you've seen memes like crazy like that and just listening to this again and like green screen mentality I don't you know I, I'm sure I knew what a green screen was in 1990 but it's just funny that that means I think so much more now
1: that's what happened when education meets punk rock you know like when a smart <laughs> guy is like you know writing songs it's like is out of this world <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and i like how this one's a little bit um because just the phrase get off the way he sings it it sounds like you know oh i want to leave this planet but get off also means to have an orgasm so i think this is kind of purposely vague and i think okay. that's kind of fun yeah
1: <laughs> never see it that way
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's not the sexy one from Bad Religion, but uh, you never know. I like, you never know.
1: I, I, I like the theory,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So track four, Blender Um and this one I like because it's, uh, it's about asking too many questions, and it's about when you get to that point where you're constantly questioning, then you start to question your own self about questioning, you know, and and how that makes you feel, and when you got these guys, you know, these super smart guys in a, in a punk band and who were, you know, really kind of searching for the truth. I mean, that was part of their gig, you know, and then after a while you, you just start to think in on yourself. And that's what I've always gotten from, uh, from this one where he's like, you know, you're, you're, you ask too many questions, uh, and, and how that really affects him as a, as a person and as a songwriter. So, uh, I think it's pretty cool. What do you think about this one?
1: Uh, yeah, that that was pretty much what I wanted to say. Like, it's it's like, a, how I can say it's like just a confusing guy trying to get his shit together. But the more that he tries to get it worse, like with all the questions and so on. But but particularly like a, what I like the song is the chorus and the way that uh, he he's like singing the Blender hat, just like uh, self-indulging, um, on this crazy madness, uh, world full of questions that he has, like planned their head, yeah, like you know it's like it, it, it's just pretty nice how 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 he makes you think, but at the same time makes you enjoy this kind of questioning and, and not knowing what to do
0: as we mentioned, sometimes his voice does carry that melody in a way that's yeah. that's really pleasing, and this is the when he when he sings the chorus of this one, that is definitely one of those times.
1: Uh, and this uh, that uh, and here's something particular about the melodies, like the like we don't have that much uh, feels with the drums, but there are like these small guitar arrangements in between that, that that make the sound like really rich. So this is another thing that I really enjoy about Blender in particular.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things they do manage as much as it feels like they have a template, uh, they do manage to make most of the songs sound a little bit different by just adding some strange element here or there to really are. differentiate the, the, the songs. So track five, the positive aspect of negative thinking. What do you think about this one?
1: I mean, for me, this is a bad religion in one minute. This is pure, raw punk rock. And it's, it's, it's just a great song. And you just want to be in the middle of the mosh beat, just dancing with the rest of the people at this song. Like you, you only have one minute to release all the energy. So so I for me, this is some more than the lyrics. And, and the whole context is about uh, the energy that it transmits and what it makes you do with, within that minute, 50, 57 seconds. you yeah. <laughs> want to be more exact. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and this one is purposefully wordy. So this one was one of the few that wasn't written by either the singer or the guitar player. I believe the bass player wrote this one and he i think they jokingly refer to this as the thesaurus song that he went out of his way to to use these big clunky words that i i think are even most of the time are not grammatically correct and uh, i love the way that this uh the way he sings it and just the way it just keeps like you said it just keeps raising until like that last minute and then it goes into like this different time and it sounds almost like a different band one that i can't quite place but this is like the this last, what maybe twenty seconds doesn't re- necessarily sound like a bad religion song because it has that definitely like almost like two two time as opposed to like the four four time or something. So it's like twice as fast as it normally is, and just the way he sings through it is really cool. And I love that, like you said, there's not there's nowhere to hide in this song. It's like less than a minute, and it just it, it like we gather around the carcass, and just I like the way like it just kind of blasts off and then just ruddies down at that last. You know, twenty seconds is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, you blink it and you missed it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> and, and and actually and actually when you are listening to the album, if you don't pay attention, it can totally blend in with with, with the songs like in between, you know? So you mm-hmm. don't feel that this is a, a song of of on its own. It's it's just it's just crazy what it happens with this song. <laughs> you need to be like really careful to to notice the difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's because it is just it's a little bit it's a touch different. It's one, like I said, that the second half of it, the drums don't follow the normal pattern. And it almost feels like, like you said, like an add on to another song. Uh, if you like, if you're not really, if you're not really there. So that brings us on to track six, Anastasia. Uh, and this is the, the drug abuse song. I know the guitar player has had issues. Uh, I don't know if he's in, in the band anymore, because he ended up leaving bad religion to focus on the label because he was one of the labels head of, label heads of epitaph
1: he's actually still in bad religion
0: is he did he come back because i haven't kept up with the band because i know he left he quit for a while yeah uh, and and i know he was upset about the bad religion leaving epitaph records to sign with i think a&m so i know there was some bad blood for a little while and i know he has had a history of drug abuse and he wrote the song and it was about that and uh, it's one of those, it's not straightforward. And obviously when we think of anesthesia, we're thinking more like with surgery. And I know there's a little bit of a, a story, whether the girl shoots the guy or not kind of thing going on in the song. But, uh, yeah, it's again, I think addressing a societal problem and that's what they're doing on this record and they're doing it in a nice punk fashion and it's catchy. And, uh, this is a pretty cool tune. What do you think of this one?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, this is my favorite song. I will say uh, this was one of the first ones that I heard together with uh, with you, as I was mentioning before. And and what I what I like about this is the storytelling itself. What, what did what you say? Like you can you can interpret this in different ways, but it's just the name or how he refers to his addiction as as an but it's as well this like a word game with anesthesia so it's like it it just messed up with your head like what he's trying to do and it leaves so much room for interpretation and and as well at the end like the song uh, gets into an end and literally you are still wondering okay but how this will end what happened next what will happen with him you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so So it's a really cool song. It's one of the longer songs in the album. It's like up to three minutes, if I'm not mistaken, so you have a lot of room to enjoy Bad Religion and without being in a rush and, you know, expecting what is going to happen next. It's, it's just like a fine punk rock song. It's it's really nice. You can enjoy it. It's really repeatable. Uh, it, the chorus you can sing it along on a concert uh, without matter what you are singing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really enjoyed this song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's, and it's longer. Now, a couple of the longer songs are the ones that break format a little bit, but this one doesn't. So it still sounds like the rest of the album, just a little bit longer, and it stretches its wings a little bit. So track seven, Flat Earth Society. What do you think about this one?
1: <laughs> I, lo- I love the way that this, like, this song starts. Like, you know, lie, 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 lie. <laughs> so it's like, it's a, a guy that is highly educated back in 1990, just telling them to the people who believe that the earth is flat like this is a lie and then this whole uh l- 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 lyrical content is around this the stupidity of people who wants to believe like silly yeah. stuff yeah. just for being against of of what is um mm. what is being proven by the science so it's, it's really enjoy. i really i really enjoyed the song It's as uh, well like another short song quite fast but 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 yeah, it's, it's really nice. And, and it's like way ahead of time right now, 20 years later, we are facing with this whole flat earth society as a big boom and something that is fashionable nowadays.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things I was hinting at before about how relevant this album still is. Now, this song is actually about the way Christian leaders wanted to deny science, how they wanted to not teach evolution in schools and wanted to teach creationism. And so they reached for this metaphor with the flat earth society. And at the time there was, you know, one who, I can't remember who wrote this one. Uh, when he was talking, I was like, oh yeah, there actually are people who believe the earth is flat. There's a, you know, and, he, and there was, he sounded incredulous. Like he didn't believe the interviewer would believe him that there were still people out there like that. And now it's to the point where, they're obviously a small number, but they're significant enough that they've had a a, a documentary on fucking Netflix <laughs> about <laughs> these lunatics, you know, and it's just amazing that that this was really being used as a metaphor, but now you could just play this song straight instead of this being Flat Earth Society as their kind of nickname for people in christianity who don't want to believe science now it could just be about you know the fucking flat earth society <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing
1: yeah no no i was just saying that i didn't i didn't took this song on the on the religious uh, uh, side of things considering that like later on the religion is like really strongly mentioned in a couple more songs but but it's a really nice outlook on it i will i will just give it a look uh, a listen again from that perspective <laughs>
0: All right, well, speaking of one of those songs, track eight, Faith Alone. And this is my favorite song on this album. I love this song. And this is one of the song. This is the first song that I heard by Bad Religion. So this is the one that he included on that mixtape. I think this may be the longest song. If, if not, it's close. It's one of the longer songs. And this one has more of a, a um, classic rock and roll structure as opposed to a punk rock structure. Uh, this is one of the first times uh, where the drumming isn't exactly the same uh, like we see out the end. So it gets away from the template a little bit. but the drumming on this is fucking fantastic. I love the drums on this one. The fills on this album on this song are just great. Singing about like I love the line, um, you know, because our ten- our tender isn't valid. Like time won't accept our money. Other, other other songs have played around with this. like you know, you you just it doesn't matter how much money you have when, when it's your time to die, you die, you know, and this idea of faith isn't going to help us. It's not going to make, us, it's not going to let us live longer. Uh, having money doesn't matter necessarily. So just the, some of the wordplay on this, but just the way he sings, this is what I think the most melodic song on the album. And this is one I think you could find like just a, a regular rock band, I think could cover the song and not have to really
1: change anything.
0: And so, just but, man, I just I love this song. What do you think about this one?
1: Uh, yeah, like this song. This song is like a, I take it like as a sermon, like a lecture given by Greg Raffin. Like he he just wrote the song and and he has this like really uh, particular way to tell us that we need to be accountable for what we do, and actually, it's like how the society acts in this like really individual way without caring about each other but later on somebody comes to preach you that you need to be good for society so it's like this like really constant clash of what to do and people telling what you have to do but they don't follow what they're telling you so so it's, it's really interesting that how how this like is tell all across the song, and as you said, like, the song is not a fast one, so you can actually pay attention to what is being sing- sung and, and just like uh, make some kind of reflection out of the lyrics and, and it's, it's really interesting. I, I really enjoyed the song, uh, it's like just in the middle of the of the whole album, so it gives you some space to breathe, to take some rest, to enjoy before going ahead to another to like rush of speed and, and fast music.
0: All right, so that takes us to the end of side one of Against the Grain by Bad Religion on I Fucking Love This Record with my special guest, Herbert Shahodne. Herbert, now, the last time we had you on the show, we talked a bit about uh, your stand-up comedy career. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to our episode on Queens of the Stone Age, they can find out more about that. Uh, now, I know that's, this is going to run relatively soon, so I think we can bring this up. I think you had a, a significant life event happen since the last time you were on the show
1: uh you mentioned in the big day for for me aren't you yeah <laughs> yeah well uh yeah it will be september hopefully uh, this whole like uh, situation with the virus is is resolving so even though even though the world seems to be paralyzed we are still like on the whole preparations for for the big day so so yeah hopefully everything will be fine
0: Okay. So for those who don't know, know what we're talking about. So Herbert you got engaged to be married. Oh, yes, yeah.
1: sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, married a beautiful um, Polish woman. Yeah, finally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations for that. So uh pretty pretty excited about you and uh, Anya taking Thank that next step. That, right. So that's very cool. Uh and are you guys getting are you getting married here in Wroclaw, I can't remember.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, it's going to be like a Polish traditional wedding first, and later on we will try to do something smaller for my family in Colombia. Uh, because of course, not not everybody will be able to come here, so that's that's the way that we are planning. We will see how everything develops with time.
0: All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that, and uh, hopefully this uh, medical madness clears itself up in the meantime, and you're able to do that and have a have the event that you're hoping
1: to be able to have. Thank you. We are crossing fingers as well in here and not only for that, but for like a couple of other friends as well, who, who are taking the big step this year and they are as well in the same situation. So we are like in this situation (laughs) all together. We need all the good vibes.
0: (laughs) We'll be sure to, uh, we'll be sure to spread those for you. Now we're going to hear from one of the friends of our show. I'm Brian Colburn And I'm Jay Sweet, And we're the co-hosts of Toon Styles, A podcast aimed at the music nerd and us all Each listener interactive episode Hones in on a different musical topic or artist Featuring guest interviews, listener polls And roundtable discussions about the music That shaped the soundtrack to our lives You can find us at TuneStylesPodcast.com Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean Or wherever your favorite podcasts are found Subscribe to Toon Styles And be a part of our weekly musical conversation Stay tuned and now back to the show. All right. So we're gonna flip the record over and we're gonna land on entropy. What do you think about this one, Herbert?
1: Yeah, uh, entropy. Entropy is like a really interesting song because it just touched this really scientific uh, terminology and concepts, but but it just makes you it's like so easy to understand in terms of the of, of what he was trying to tell you. And yeah, like that humanity cannot simply be ordered in an equal or balanced manner. So like inequality will exist, but there is something that we can still do to like to reduce the gap on this inequality. So it's really, it's really interesting song, uh, how, how it's been transferred from a physics and more like a conceptual kind of world into a more pragmatic that is like our society and how it's functioning and what we can do is it's just, it's just really nice.
0: Yeah, and because like, there's that line, it keeps saying it's like you know entropy. It's not a human issue, and while basically saying you need to you need to overcome your own entropy to make sure these things get done. So uh. I thought that, like so it said, was pretty uh, a pretty cool way. Uh, and again, just the professor in him can't help himself sometimes, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've I've only listened to this as a CD or now as on streaming. I've never listened to this one on vinyl, but realizing that. Uh, Faith Alone finishes the other side and then to flip this over because this one is the only one that starts with kind of like guitar effects as opposed to just like straight into a riff or or something, you know, so it's got more of like kind of something different going on, which I think in the context of listening to this on vinyl would be pretty interesting. You have that slowdown, and then you know you have to get up, and then you have to actually physically flip the record over. And then this one starts just a little bit differently than a lot of the other songs. Uh, and I think that's kind of neat that it gives you that moment to get back into it, right? It's like, all right, I'm gonna mess around on the guitar so you can go sit back down on the couch or something, (laughs) and then boom, the song kicks in. So,
1: exactly, but still, it's a a really fast paced song. So, this like it's pretty similar as the way that Motherman starts, it just gives you. Like this, like dissonant kind of guitars, trying to figure out the tune, trying to figure out like you know the tempo, and then the whole machine starts rolling on again. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I, I didn't thought about it in terms of the vinyl itself. I always thought about like on CD that you just have one after another. But but yeah, this is a, it's a really interesting way to see it.
0: Then that brings us on to track ten, the title track, "Against the Grain," and this is when I'm surprised that they didn't pump up just a little bit considering the subject matter. I'm surprised. This is, I'm surprised this isn't a little bit more of an anthem and I really like this song and there's some cool stuff going on in the song, but I'm surprised they didn't go for just like a slightly bigger chorus. Uh, Cause this is the one where I think his kind of deadpan vocals don't service what could be done on this one. You know, if they just pumped it up a little bit, like this should be like when you're, when you're like against the grain, uh, that's what I'm saying. And just like you should be like pumping your fists to this one. And I'm sure you can still do that. But I just, and I wonder if this one, I'm sure I've seen them do it live because I have seen them a couple of times live, but it's been a million years. Uh, but just, I like the song and I just wish I liked the song a touch bit more. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah, indeed. It's not a song that stand out in the album. Uh, what is different about this song is the way that the verses are like way shorter than other songs and this is really surprising and the courses as well really compact and really repeatable and and and, and it's just like uh easy going song with a really clear message in terms of uh, what he wants to say but yeah it's, it's just a song that can be easily uh, skipped or, or or people can just don't remember it uh for too long
0: yeah and just considering the subject matter like i mean how much more punk rock do you get than against the grain? That's the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, pretty
1: much, uh, yeah. And
0: and with it also being the title track, that I'm just surprised that this isn't that they didn't swing for the fences on this one and make this one kind of like a, a song that you would remember.
1: That is some problem that sometimes happens with albums that you just get the you know, like the album name after the title after the track, but that sets certain expectations and when you just get into it, it's like okay, this is it. I expect expecting more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's like okay
0: <laughs> yeah that that one's like more of a, it's a cool title yeah. it's a great title for a record it's a great title for a punk record uh and it's a great title for a song i just wish they would have done a touch more with it it's a good song but i think it i just feel it had all the elements that it could have been a great song yeah. track 11 operation rescue what do you think here
1: uh i guess this is like really interesting song uh i had to make a veto. Of of thoughts about it uh, because i love the opening line it is an sos sent out telepathically and and this song is basically about the lame excuse that u.s governments over the years have to defend democracy overseas (laughs) so it's like it just made me think that oh yeah like it's an sos sent via that with telepathy you know it's like okay some Somehow we know that somebody needs that, so we are just going to restore the democracy in that Middle East country just because. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's pretty cool, and, and the chorus is like really strong. Uh, Lyrically, like you may wonder where they come from, but I just wonder why they are here at all. It's, it's just like it, it, you don't need to tell more about it. It's like just leave us alone.
0: Uh, and the thing is Operation Rescue, uh, at one point, so I don't know, I'm assuming there's a connection uh, there, there was a, it was an anti-abortion group, and these are the people who were protesting outside of abortion clinics in in the 80s and 90s. Okay. And they were the ones who really brought it to the forefront. So, because there had always been certain Catholic groups who were against abortion, um, but they went about things a little bit of a different way. So, when you heard about like those violent uh, protesters and people bombing. Uh, clinics and, and trying to murder doctors, that was operation rescue. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So now I can see where you're coming from, from, because those lyrics all exactly what you're saying, I could see, you know, the, the U S meddling in foreign countries totally, totally fits even with the, with the title, but yeah. So operation rescue was a specific organization that was against abortion.
1: And this and this is what is really interesting about bad bad religion because you, you like if you are not from America living in that moment or knowing what is the whole cultural context that is happening in the country, you can easily miss the point. And this is like an like one good example because I thought that this song was about Persian Gulf War that it was happening. Yeah, in, in in the end of the 80s uh, starting in the 90s so I was okay this might be related with that one <laughs> but thank you this is like a really good insight about what was happening back then
0: yeah well but the thing is I don't feel you're necessarily off base and that's the the beautiful thing about music now just there does happen to be that particular organization who I don't even think I don't even know if they exist anymore you don't hear about them anymore but uh yeah because like that opening line sending out the SOS it's just like i don't find any fault with your interpretation of the song. And I think that's, what's so cool about it. So even if that's not necessarily what they meant, who cares? That's, that's what the song is, you know?
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> So track 12 God song. Uh, and for me, this is one that there's, there's just nothing special about the song with the exception of the guitar solo. And it's a, it's a really short guitar solo, but it's pretty great. Uh, now I grew up listening to heavy metal and, you know, even then I wasn't crazy about solos cause I always felt they just went on a little bit too long. There were exceptions to that where it was still fun. You know, or, you know, it was long enough just basically to pull you from one part of the song to the other. And so what what I love about the solos on this record is that they gear up like they're going to be this big metal solo and then they're not, you know, they're like 20 seconds long or something. And it's great because it goes, number one, it goes against my expectations, but goes towards my wants so it's perfect for me. And other than that, this is a song that I would, I would probably skip, uh, but for that guitar solo. What do you think about this one?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think the same about like, uh, the, how easily you can skip or not remember the song, indeed. Uh, the solo is like really, it's really nice. And it's as well, all over, all, over the, all over the album, you can feel this tone in the guitar that is like really sharp. It's really bright. Yeah. So, so I I really like your connection with this like whole heavy metal and kind of more yeah more more metal kind of of sound, but still not falling into that line as many of the modern punk rock bands that try to blend metal and punk. So, so yeah, it's really interesting. The solo, the song, the song itself is not uh, too interesting in terms of uh, catching my attention. I like one particular verse that is like religion is just synthetic frippery uh which yeah. is pretty cool and uh, the way that is like being nicely said that it's another decoration for our society <laughs> but yeah like be, be, besides that it's just like i i have here in my notes that it's like you, we we must appreciate how easily bad religion is touching different topics politics science religion education uh, social problems it's just it's just it's, it's great. It's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, I would agree. They they have the things that they like to talk about and they do a really good job of it. So, uh, and that song included. Yep. So, track 13, 21st Century Digital Boy. And what are your thoughts here?
1: I mean, that it cannot be something more, uh, you know, uh, remarkable and. You know then the, the opening line I can't believe it like I mean the song is awesome it's just a rock on rock it's just to jump and to enjoy the it much uh, It's not slow it's not fast enough it's just it's just a really melodic song that you can easily enjoy sing along in a karaoke in the concert the chorus is like a really nice way and what I enjoy about this song in particular is all the comebacks. Of the previous album, so it talks about try to tell you about no control and then it says that and then you told me how bad you had to suffer that is the names of the two previous albums so it's it's pretty cool how or or the way that it took these like a callbacks to 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 the two albums that that prece this this uh, against the grain.
0: Yeah, and like faith alone, this one sounds a little bit different. It's a little bit longer, and this is another one of the few where they really they vary the drums. So this the drumming on this song is completely different than anything else on the record. Uh, and they re recorded this one four years later and released it. So it was like two albums later they decided to re-record it and it sounds more or less That's, the same. I can't I can't remember the differences. It's a little bit I think just a little bit heavier.
1: It's the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But you know there, there's I I at one point I could have told you what was different about it but I don't remember anymore. And really they could do that again. They could release this song right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and it would it would have the same punch. Uh, just the, you know, it's like, well, you know, my daddy's a lazy middle-class intellectual mommy's on volume. So ineffectual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's different? What's this fucking song came out in 1990. What is different now in 2020 from that, those two lines, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and, and along with the callbacks to their previous work, I like the way he sings no control towards the end. It's like no control. Oh, 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 oh. and it sounds like the Ramones. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, that little bit of the way the ramones would do that and i'm sure because i'm not a huge punk rock guy so i bet there's even one or two things in there that are buried that i didn't catch some a couple other inside jokes man this is just this is such a great song i mean i can see why they redid it i can see why they re- released it and again if they were to do this this year i i think it would be just as successful
1: <laughs> and they might <laughs>
0: I, I wouldn't be surprised who do we need to call to get that done so
1: yeah uh, yeah Let's let's raise like uh, these like popular online change petitions. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: track fourteen, misery and famine. Uh, I don't really care for the intro on this one. The music uh, itself is just a little bit muddy. When really the rest of the album has been pretty bright. Uh, but it's right back to the template. So 21st Century Digital Boy gives us, you know, a little bit of separation from what they've been doing in such a great fashion. And then it's just like, all right, you know, we're not fucking around. Boom! Right back to what we've been doing this whole record. And just even the title, Misery and Famine. It's like, all right, this is we're talking about real shit again. Um, and I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, I like the song. I just don't like the intro very much. Uh, what do you think about this one?
1: Uh, yeah for me for me it's another song that you just get lost in the wide catalog of bad religion songs. It's not a bad song. it's not the best song. Uh, I like the, uh, the, the, the closure feel of the batteries of the drum sorry. It's like a really, really good and really enjoyable. but, but honestly, it's not a song that I will come back uh, quite often.
0: Yeah, you're not going to queue up straight to this one.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely not.
0: But now one maybe you would track 15 unacceptable. What do you think about this one?
1: And this is like uh, the totally opposite of of misery and famine. Like you know, you have like these instruments are on fire again. You have like these killer riffs, like really nice uh, uh, drums. The delivery of the of the lyrics is like really really killer. I, I I just want to go to the mosh pit again with this song it's, it's really cool and, and the song is again like the lyrics and the topic is equally relevant nowadays so it's a song that is timeless It just like totally surpassed the test of time it's, it's a good song it's a great song
0: yeah this one obviously talking about environmental issues especially uh, you know, warming, like, you know yeah. global warming and just the, the, the things that shouldn't be in our, our environment being there and you know, Like the, you know, the one part per billion, unacceptable. One part per trillion, unacceptable. And I, I feel like almost any other band would have doubled or tripled up the vocals on that unacceptable. Like they would have really swelled that up, which I think would have been a cool effect. But somehow his almost understated delivery, but he kind of shouts that when he does the unacceptable because he has a tendency to sing everything kind of at that same level. Um, even when he adds a little bit of melody, he doesn't do a whole lot as far as he doesn't, you know, he doesn't whisper his vocals. He doesn't scream his vocals. He really just kind of speak sings them throughout the whole thing. But when he does that, unacceptable, he does raise his voice a little bit. And I think uh, while double or triple tracking, that would have been powerful uh, in a more of a kind of sing songy chorus way. Just the way they leave it, just to him. That one vocal track, but with him being a little bit more aggressive than he normally is, I think is also pretty effective.
1: Uh, I enjoyed the song, regardless. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a a good one, yeah. So track track 16, Quality or Quantity. Uh, I really like the rhythm of his vocals on this, especially at the beginning. This is one of the few times where he sings a little bit differently, uh, and it just it's got like that kind of running feel to it and it just the way it just goes and then he goes back to his normal cadence and then again because this is one that I, I feel like they play around with tempo a little bit more uh than on other tracks this is one that it, it finds a little bit of a a break and then it goes into a different level and then it goes back down again and this is just a really cool tune i like the song a lot what do you think about it
1: uh, yeah, like, it, it, musically it's, like, really interesting because it has, like, this, it's, it feel like in a roller coaster, and you just go slow, and then it's, like, fast, and then you just go back slow portion, so it just started to play with your level of energy, it's really cool, and and, and what I like is, like, the lyrics itself, and now that I'm employed working for the man, and, <laughs> and I've been the chance to be, like, in big corporations, uh, this yeah. lyrics is, like, okay this is what you are facing maybe you are not doing this but you know somebody who who is doing that so for example I, and i just have here like breaking all the piggy banks scooping up the booty leaking <laughs> all the right holes uh, boistering the payroll why reduce life to a dollar amount per day it's like man this shit is what it happened i can see my colleague doing all of that just to be more visible, you know. It's crazy. It's a great song. I really enjoy quality and quantity. So that leads us to the final track, "Walk Away." What are your thoughts here? I guess this is a really good way to finish the album. It's not sure song. It's not the longest one neither, but but the whole topic and and the the theme of the, of the song is. It's totally fitting that okay, now you heard about talk religion, politics, democracy, and environment, and now you can just walk away from your problems, and it's up to you to do whatever you want with what we just told you over the last half an hour. It's a really nice way to to finish an album, and and then when you look in the bigger picture, picture what it, the, the album that the false generator picks up again on the topics, and and it's just it's just a really good, it's a good song, it's a good ending song.
0: For me. I wish they would have brought something just a little bit different. I think lyrically the song is on point and it's consistent. It's consistent with the rest of the record. That's for sure. Uh, But here's where I wish they would have pulled out one more, like one more thing like faith alone or one more thing like 21st century digital boy, where they broke the format just a little bit. I wish they would have brought something big. So, you know, The album is done you know so other than lyrically i think it works i just wish there was some kind of clue sonically that we're taking you know this is where we're going to take you out which is really a very minor quibble because i think that the this whole album is pretty consistent and they went out on a on a pretty consistent way like those last two three tracks are in that's you know unacceptable quality or quantity walk away that's that's not a bad three tunes to take you out you know so those are those are all really pretty good songs. Uh, they are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just I just wish there was just a little bit of bombast, something to, to, to take you out uh, a bit more. But that's, a, like I said, a very minor quibble at the end of a very great album. That brings us to our final thoughts. Herbert, what do you think about this? What are, what are your final thoughts here?
1: I mean, th- what I said in the beginning, it's not my favorite album of Bad Religion, but it's definitely one that I really appreciate, especially for what represents for the whole punk rock culture. Like this is like, uh, you know, paving what the skate punk of the 90s uh, will will turn into face to face like Wagon, Good Riddance. So there are like, many bands that are influenced because of this album. And well, Bad Religion is like one of the sacred bands for for people who follow uh, punk rock is i mean it's a, it's a great album it's an album that it can be easily played all over and over again good tunes uh, life is like awesome as well to listen to so yeah i, I really enjoy
0: yeah same here this is my i, I want to say probably the first punk rock album that i owned i could be wrong i may have had a misfits record in there i made a, a a ramones greatest hits package in there but i think this is like the first proper punk rock album that I that I that I bought probably back in 92 or something and and I could really see the influence about religion uh, all throughout the the California punk rock scene and I think they they take themselves a little bit seriously and every once in a while you'll see that, that crack like I think 21st century digital boy tells you that they can also poke a little bit of fun or that one song that the bass player wrote uh, purposely with goofy long words just because that was the sort of the joke of bad religion is that they they were a thesaurus rock band, you know so as much as they seem to take themselves pretty seriously and you know you're looking at the topics that they're covering but i think they can also be just a little bit tongue-in-cheek and i think that's what makes them fun and so you can see different bands that were influenced like even green day who didn't take the political tack at least not for the first 20 years of their career but you could see green day was definitely influenced by approach to to writing music so open up for bad religion so it was uh, bad religion green day and seaweed uh back in 93 or 94 something like that so the bad green weed tour they called it
1: uh
0: uh, yeah and so i think and the fact that these guys are still out there and still putting out as far as i can tell quality records i haven't really kept up with their career as much but uh, in preparation for this, I got to hear a couple of things and I see that they're still putting out on a regular basis. And I think they're just stalwarts of the genre that they're, they're really well-respected for what they do. I don't think they've done the, like, Oh, we're going to put out our electronic record now or something. They just, they go in and they, they record bad religion tunes and they're great, you know? So I'm glad this is an album that I'm really happy entered my life and it, it helped me seek out a couple of different things. And, um, yeah yeah so I'm, i was really happy when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for your pick that we landed on this one because uh i wasn't sure if i wanted to do it just because of this because it being 17 tracks long but when you were like that album is fucking fire it's like yep this is it we're doing it let's go <laughs>
1: it has to be done it has to be yeah. done. yeah when you when, when you just like put it on the table and say like, okay let's do it let's yes. do it
0: and the hardest thing for me was to, to look at this one a little bit critical because of how long it is and how uh similar it is that you know trying to find the differences in in the song to actually talk about and make interesting was a bit of a challenge and i do prefer just letting this one play because man it fucking rocks it just fucking rocks
1: yeah so. for, for 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 me the same like doing this whole reflection of what bad religion lyrically represents i don't feel that i'm on that level of you know education <laughs> to <laughs> To try to you know to break down all these like really nice things that they're trying to tell us It's like okay I'm I, I'm not the I'm, I'm not the person to do this I just want to enjoy the music and respect about religion
0: <laughs> well you made it through and I appreciate it so uh, Herbert managed. thank you so much for you ju- we managed we did it so thank you so much for uh, joining me on this journey through our 17 track behemoth in a, a quick 35 minutes. So uh, I have been the Derek Care of you. This has been uh, with me, Herbert Shahodney as we talk about bad religions against the grain. Thanks for joining me, Herbert. We'll talk to you next time.
1: We will. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, next time, looking for the next season.
0: Thank you for listening to I Fucking Love This Record. If you would like to co-host an episode, contact me at lovethisrecord at gmail.com. This and every episode can be found on my website, lovethisrecord.com. If you would like to follow us on Facebook, it's Love this Record. Twitter and Instagram, Record one Music provided by the Ashes of Grissom. And thanks as always to original patron, Mark Evers. Please remember to subscribe, like, and review, and we'll see you next time.